friend that I'm zochet to hear chokmah from every day. Um, a dear friend of mine, Benan Shem Kedoshim, um, Rav Moshe Bamberger is the mashgiach in uh, Landa College for Men, based Mendelssohn Talmud, and he's here tonight, Bezat Hashem, he's also a magachir of the Dapyomi, so we're sharing the simcha together, so uh, we're going to hear some Dibrech Yizuk Bezat Hashem, and um, afterwards we're, we're going to be mechabed him with the, with the Hadran. It's been a long Masechta, we've got a few longer, longer ones to go, so without further ado, I want to call up Rav Bamberger to say a few We'd also Dibrech like Yizuk. to donate on behalf of the Kila. The next Masifta version, Baba Metzia. Right. Good health and good health. Continue Bechayel Lechayel. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Chabot. Bishos Yedidi, Kev Alba Shlita, I have the privilege of sitting next to every day in Yeshiva and uh, being Nana together with all of the Bachurim. Can I stop speaking like a Sardi? Like a, <laughs> right, everyone knows how to, yeah, everyone knows Ashkenaz, right? So mm-hmm. let's just be uh, be comfortable. Uh, it's my zchut to be every day in yeshiva next to uh, Rav Elbaz, and uh, it's yours close to have him as a rav and as a magidshir and as a, a posik. And uh, I want to wish Mazel Tov to everybody that participated every single day or even sporadically in the daf. It's a tremendous post. And I just want to share with you a little, uh, little Devei Chizuk. When I was a young child, I grew up in Long Beach, Long Island. And my father, Oliver Shalom, was a businessman. And he did a lot, of, um, a lot of business in the Far East, in the Philippines, in Korea, in Hong Kong. And he was in the plastic business. And one day he comes home, he knew that I liked fishing very much. I would fish a lot because there was a lot of, uh, the pier by Long Beach, a lot of fish. I went out on boats. So he got an offer from one of the companies that he was uh, doing business with, that if you go all the way out to Montauk, Long Island, which is, I weighed it before, it's about two hours from here. It's all the way out on the tip of Long Island, the other tip of Long Island. There was going to be a boat. And they're going to go out fishing, professional fishing, and there's going to be a lot of other businessmen. It would be an opportunity for my father to network, and I would get to fish, and it was going to be Main Elam Habas. So we left early Sunday morning, and we went all the way out to the end of Long Island. And we got there, it was a beautiful day, and we got on the boat, and there were very fancy Korean people, it was all Koreans, the whole boat pretty much. And uh, the very upper-class upper Koreans, and we went on the boat, I got my fishing rod, and we went deep into the, into the Atlantic Ocean. It wasn't, I'm used to going on like the little uh, areas that are more calm, but this was deep out in the ocean. All of a sudden it started pouring, and the boat started to go back and forth, and back and forth, and I was so sick. Not just me, my father was very sick. The entire boat was just, I, I'm, I can't describe in a Beit Medrash what, was, what people were doing on that boat, but it was a terrible, terrible scene. And we were begging the captain, just please go back. Nobody, nobody's fishing, nobody's enjoying themselves. Any business that could have been made, nobody, nobody cared about. And he wouldn't go back. He gets paid to stay out on the sea for whatever amount of hours he was supposed to. And it was 
literally was one of the most difficult experiences of, of my life. And finally, we came back to see, and everybody like instinctively just ran to the ground and just like tried to get their bearings on what's called terra firma, like on, on dry, dry ground, uh, without the, the tossing and the turning of the high seas. And it was a big Musa Haskell that what happens when you're out in the ocean, when there's stormy weather, stormy, choppy seas, and everything is turbulent, everything else doesn't matter. There's no, nobody cares about money, nobody cares about kavod, everybody is just scared for their life and scared for their health. There's a Gemara that we learned in the Daf a couple of days ago on Kufta Zayin and Mabez and Babakama. The Gemara speaks about this a little bit, and it says that what happens if, let's say you're on a boat, and the boat, there's a sara, there's a, a gale force wind, a storm, and you have, they want to unload all of the heavy things on the boat, because otherwise it's going to capsize. You have to, when things are getting, uh, when, when the boat's about to go down, you want to get rid of all of the, the heavy stuff on the boat, because otherwise it sinks the boat and you're already halfway down the water, it's not a good place to be. So if, let's say, I have 100 pounds of gold, and you have 100 pounds of, uh, of, of, of lead, or of copper, or barzel, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't, you can't, I can't say, well, listen, I'm putting 100 pounds of gold, which is worth $10 million, you have to take not just your 100 pounds of barzel, which is worth $1,000, you have to take everything, no. It's a pound for a pound. On a boat, when, there's a, when it's about to go down, nobody cares about your gold. Couldn't care less. It's a, it's a pound to a pound. Gold has absolutely zero value when you're about to die. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. That's not what a person's mind is on. We're living today, as we know, in very, very turbulent seas. Klal Yisrael is suffering to a degree that we haven't suffered perhaps since the Shoah. What happened on Simchat Torah was, I don't even have a word for it, horrific, tragic, those are cheap words. We don't have words to describe what happened. Over a thousand people, 1,200, 1,300 Yidin were killed, but in the most horrific of ways. And then... There are hostages, as we speak, that are suffering unspeakable horrors. And then we thought that maybe people would have sympathy for us, but that didn't work out too well. It it lasted maybe a few days, a few weeks maybe, and now the whole world is so against us, and anti-Semitism is unleashed throughout the entire world, every single country, civilized or uncivilized, are making these marches with ten thousands of people, tens of thousands of people with Palestinian flags from the river to the sea. We're on very, very turbulent, stormy seas right now. Our, the boat of Klal Yisrael, the ship of Klal Yisrael, is, is teetering. And when things are teetering, that means that we have to have a different change of perspective. Money has to take a back seat for the time being. Kavod has to take a back seat. We have to grab onto things that are real. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. When things are choppy, He always wants this from us. But we 
are supposed to be taking messages from these experiences that we have to stop the gold and the lead and it's all the same. It doesn't matter right now. We have to survive. We have to get out of this matzav. And we have to hold on to something that's permanent, that's real, that's kadosh, that's, that's holy. Who started Dafyomi? Who is brainchild was this? There was a man by the name of Meir Shapiro, who was a genius. He was a Rosh Hashiva in Lublin, in Poland. And he was a young man who only died in his 40s, 50s. He was a very, very young man when he died. He was already a very accomplished person. He was, uh, like the, um, he was a speaker in the Polish parliament. He was a wonderful orator, brilliant Talmud uh, We have Svarim of his, we have Chubot of his. And Rameh Shapiro decided that Klai Yisrael needs to learn Torah, and they need to learn Torah together. And his dream was that every single day, every single Jew in the world, whoever can, would learn the same exact daf. And he had a vision that if a, a Jew from America was on the same boat as a Jew from Poland, a Jew from Russia, a Jew from Germany, they would be able to sit and go to the same shir together and talk and learning together because now not only is Klai Yisrael united because we are of the same people, but we're united because we're on the same page, literally. We are on the same daf gemara. Rameh Shapiro introduced this concept at the Aguda Knesia Gedola in 1923 in Vienna. If anyone has, I'm sure everybody's seen that famous video clip that they found of the Chafetz Chaim walking into a Knesia Gedola, that was actually that same convention where Mayor Shapiro was going to introduce the concept of Dafyomi to Klal Yisrael. And it's interesting, the, the people that were organizing this convention, they asked him before he spoke, like, what was, what, what's your speech going to be about? And he said, I had an idea. Every day, every Jew is going to learn uh, the same daf, we're going to start this Rosh Hashanah with brachot, dafes, and, and they didn't like the idea at all. You know, there's always, things get killed, things die in committee. If you have too many committees, it's not good. And they said, no, no, no it's a t- horrible idea, it's never going to fly, who's going to do this? And they, he said, well, I, I'd like to introduce, so, well, you know, this is our show, you're not going to introduce something that's not... So he says, listen, he says, I'll take full credit and blame for it, but let me do it. They said, all right, but this is, it's on you. It's not, this is not on us. And interestingly, he went over to the Chavetz Chaim, who was at this Knesia, at this convention, and he says to the Chavetz Chaim, this is my idea. Chavetz Chaim says, a brilliant idea. He said, I want the Chavetz Chaim to introduce it, because I'm a young rabbi, no one's going to listen to me. Not everybody knows my name. Everybody knows the Chavetz Chaim's name. If you introduce it, it's going to really, people are going to really take it on. He says, no, it's your idea. You should introduce it. You're, you're Tamar Chacham. You're known. It's yours. You do it. He says, but no one's going to listen to me. He says, listen to me. Do exactly what I'm going to tell you to do. You're going to come in to the convention tonight to introduce it, but you're going to come in 10 minutes after I'm already seated at the dais. So there was a dais, and there was a Chavetz Chaim, and there were other Gedele Yisrael that were there, and 
Rameh Shapiro didn't come in with everybody else. He came after everybody was seated and the Chavaz Chaim was seated. And then Rameh Shapiro walked onto the stage and the Chavaz Chaim saw him. He stood up. When the Chavetz Chaim stood up, all the G'dayla Yisrael stood up on the dais. When all the G'dayla Yisrael stood up on the dais, the entire Knesset G'dayla stood up, and then he spoke. The brilliance of the Chavetz Chaim, and because of that, everybody in the room was electrified. When he came and presented this brilliant idea, people said, we're going to do it. And it took off like wildfire, from the Hasidish Rebbes in Poland and Russia, to the Yekis, the German Jews, in, uh, in Frankfurt and Würzburg and, and throughout the entire world, people were sitting that Rosh Hashanah on brachas. I think I heard once that the Ger Rebbe in Poland, the night of Rosh Hashanah, he said, I want, get me a brachas Gemara. What does the Rebbe need I'm starting Daf Yemi. And when the Rebbe of Ger starts Daf Yemi, then all the Hasidim start Daf Yemi. So there's a tremendous run on all the brachas, they couldn't get a brachas gemara in the whole ger because everybody wanted to learn the daf, because the Rebbe was learning the daf. He was Zaycha, Ramei Shapiro, he didn't live so long, but he was Zaycha to see the first Siyam Hashas of Daf Yemi. And at that Siyam Hashas, he spoke. And he said the following, there's a gemara deep at the end of Yevamot, Sechaz Yevamas, the longest sechta, at the, the Mantok of Yevamas. You have to drive, drive, drive till the end of Yevamas, and that's where you're going to hit this Gemara. It's a, it's a gem of a Gemara. Listen to what the Gemara says. One time, Rabbi Gamliel, the great Tana, he said that I was on a boat, I was on a ship, and I saw another ship bobbing in the distance, and it was there was a great Talmud Chacham on board that ship. The Talmud Chacham we might have heard of, his name is Rabbi Akiva. And I saw, tragically, that the boat started capsizing, the boat started sinking. And, and I was nervous. I was nervous, what's going to be with Rabbi Akiva? The next day, the Gemara says that he, uh, he was sitting, Rabbi Gamliel was sitting and being done, a dintaira, he's talking in halacha, and in walks Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva survived, even though he saw the boat go down, and he said, Rabbi Akiva, how did you survive? I saw your boat sinking yesterday. And Rabbi Akiva says the following, the boat went down, but daf shal sfina nizdamenli, there was one of the boards, the, the, the ship started breaking apart. A board of the ship, a daf shal svina, I happened to have been able to catch. And the kalgal vagal, every single wave that was coming over me, I bobbed under, under the wave. I was holding onto this, this board and I was able to survive. That's what Gemara says. Rameh Shapiro says, you know what this Gemara means? Rabbi Akiva was living in such turbulent times. Rabbi Akiva was living in the times of the Churban Bayasheni. The Romans came in and they destroyed the Bayasheni, the beautiful bias that the Gemara says, whoever didn't see such a bias, Biyamav, Lairah, Lairah, bias, 
Biyamav. If a person didn't see the, the beautiful binning of Hurdus in his lifetime, he never saw any fine architecture in his whole life. It was the most amazing structure. And it was torched by the Romans. And then they killed hundreds of thousands of Yidin. And it was the most tragic time in history. We know that. And then after the Korban, then Rabbi Akiva, of course, was Meisr Nefesh. He taught Torah. He was caught. And then they burned him at the stake. But before that, while he was going through all this suffering, he said to Rabbi Gamliel, using the boat as a metaphor, this is how Rameer Shapiro understood this Gemara, that the boat was sinking, Klai Yisrael's ship was going down. There was one thing that I'm able to survive with. Everything else is tossing and turning. The gold is being thrown over because nobody cares about gold right now. That's not important when we're living in crisis we don't care about gold. Gold and lead is really the same exact thing. It's just dead weight. There's one thing that saves my life. There's one thing that every Yid has to grab onto, and that's the daf. The daf means a board, but it also means, of course, a page. Daf yemi. Daf shal sfina nizdaminli, says Rabbi Kiva. I had a page of Gemara, one page and another page and another page, and I grabbed onto it for dear life. This was my lifeline. Thou call gal v'gal, every wave that was crashing against me, all the gayim that were trying to do me in, I was able to go under the wave, hold on to the daf, and be able to survive. And this is what we have today. These are times that we have to appreciate the, the gift that Rameer Shapiro gave us the ability every single day to have a daf gemara to hold on to. You have an amazingly talented and wonderful Tamil Chacham to learn by, to hear his shirim, to be nana from him. What else do you have? Is there a nicer thing in the world that a person can do than to come at night to a shir, listen to a gishmaka magid shir, and, and every night get another daf gemara? There's nothing nicer. In good times, there's nothing nicer. But in times like this, in stormy times that everything is tossing and turning, and we're looking for permanence, we're looking for a connection to Hashem, we're looking to do tshuva, we're looking to, for something that we, could, that we could spare ourselves and save our families and save our, save our communities, there's nothing nicer than the daf shal sfina, than this boat's daf, the daf that we're able to come together and learn together, enjoy together, chazer together, make a siyam baruch Hashem together. What is chos to be able to, if not for a Meir Shapira, I ask you, would anyone in this room, myself included, have, could, could we have finished Baba Kama without the system of Dafyaimi? Or any of the Mesechtas and Shas? How many people in the world are making siyam on Baba Kama in general? It's because of the brilliance of Rameer Shapiro that we're able one day at a time to get another daf and another daf and another daf until we're able to stand here tonight and be zeichet to make a siyam together. Without any further ado, I think Rabbi uh, Elbaz was mechabed me to make a siyam and uh, it's a big kavod, but uh, I want to first wish everybody in the room mazal tov, whether or not you're uh, being mesayim, 
or whether or not you're just joining for the Simcha, you also get credit for being here. And the Mitzvah Hashem, we should all be zeichet to make many, many siyumim, and we should be zeichet to greet Mashiach Tzitkeinu B'mheir B'amein Amen Amen.